Hi everyone, this is Tony Tonkin. Thanks for listening to the Kids Matter podcast. If you like these podcasts and wish to support us in the work we are doing, then I invite you to log in to patreon.com slash childprotectionparty and support us for as little as $1 a month. Also, share our podcast with your friends and associates so we can reach more people and have more people connecting with us so we can improve outcomes for kids. This is a movement and you are an important part of it. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us on Kids Matter. Um, we're going to talk today a little bit about what it's like for us to be living through the virus and how are we as individuals coping with and dealing with um, everything that we're encountering now that we are so many weeks into having to deal with the coronavirus and what are we doing to maintain ourselves during this particular troubling time. I guess most important thing to help us all to understand is that at some point we're going to find our way through all of this and I often ask myself these days what is it are we noticing about ourselves our environment as we struggle sometimes to cope with the virus and being isolated How's our communities responding? How are our friends responding? What do we notice that is different? What do we notice that is unhelpful? And what do we notice that is perhaps different? I was watching on a YouTube video actually the other day about the changes that have occurred as a result of encountering the virus. Um, so what how are we as a community changing our environment and it was quite noticeable that the environment in terms of air quality is far cleaner than what it has been that there are some interesting photographs taken around the world of India uh, and how some parts of India can now see for the first time in many many decades uh, Mount Everest and the mountains that sit beyond, um, and how in some countries, uh, such as Paris, you can see now the um, Eiffel Tower without smog and dirt and other stuff floating around it, how the rivers are cleaning up and the, the fish are back in great quantities, and how in some areas the birds are starting to appear where they haven't been for quite some time. And so I think the earth somehow is demonstrating its gratitude for the fact that us humans are having to shut ourselves away. And when we're shutting ourselves away, the earth responds in the most magnificent ways. And perhaps we could look back at all of this and recognise the destruction that we have done and how unhelpful generally that has been and maybe when all of this is over we may be able to take some time out to reflect on those changes and perhaps we'll be able to recognize the harm and damage that we do just by living here by driving our cars by having our industries by smogging up our environment and how quickly perhaps our environment recovers 
when all of those issues have been removed or are not as dominant as they used to be. You know, it, it strikes me as strange that one of the other side effects, I guess, of the coronavirus has been that petrol prices have taken a dive. I went to a petrol station the other day and I was... I filled up my car and it cost me something like $25. And uh, <clears throat> I was thinking, hmm, maybe if I went to this petrol station, maybe they should pay me to take away the petrol. It seems so low in price. And it's the first time I can remember for at least 15, 20 years maybe where I could have walked into a... I filled up my car at a petrol station rather and um, paid so little to fill, uh, for, to fill my tank. So things are changing, even the petrol prices are changing. Aeroplanes aren't flying, so <clears throat> the fuel that they use clearly isn't being used as often as it used to be, hence the reason why <clears throat> our, to some extent, I guess there's kind of a glut around oil and that it's interesting to note that I think one-third of all fuel consumptions are used by our airlines. So <coughs> we are at an advantage now that those airlines aren't, or the planes aren't flying, because it is cleaning up our environment. And you know, when I look out from my office window out across the suburb of Adelaide, um, I recognise how cleaner, how crisper the air is. I mean, normally here we live in a environment which is relatively freer of smog than most cities but we here um, even here it's uh, it's cleaner than what it used to be and what it normally is and to think that we <coughs> are breathing this air most of the time and not giving it much thought and perhaps now we need to start to consider how we're going to look after not just our environment but ourselves by living in an environment which is far more pleasant and far more satisfying than the one we have been living in. An environment, I guess, to which we take for advantage, we take advantage of, that most of the time we don't seem to think about it, perhaps as other people do, but now we have faced with the stark contrast that sits between an environment that is polluted versus one that is not. And how fabulous it is that we can at least now understand that we have control over this environment. We're forced to be in this place because of COVID-19, but the reality is we have control over it by doing nothing, by simply being at home, by not driving our cars or going on flights or the factory is not working our environment becomes cleaner, healthier. So maybe somewhere in that there is a wake-up call for all of us to make a decision about how we want our lives to be, where they are cleaner. And in fact, where we might feel healthier because the environment is not imposing itself upon us as it has in the past. 
So there are some positive things, I think, that have come from us experiencing this terrible virus. Then there's the other side, of course, which is the death that this virus has caused and how that has impacted so many lives, millions of lives, and how people who have had the virus but have recovered have suffered immensely. And I wonder what that's been like for them experiencing the virus in the way that they have and how it has perhaps changed some people's minds about the impact that the virus may have. I was listening to someone talk about it earlier today and they mentioned that you know after a week they thought they were recovering and then at the ninth and tenth day it hit back at them and they felt that they were they were going to die that they found it difficult to breathe people talk about it being like someone sitting on their chest and that there are degrees there are people that are asymptomatic who don't have any symptoms at all but are still carrying the virus and then there are those people who are severely impacted by the disease. And then I wonder about the damage it does to someone's lungs in the future. So you might recover from it, but are your lungs damaged in any particular way? And then there's the other issue, which is about recovery. Are we going to recover from this virus? We're going to recover in a way which means that we will eradicate it or is it going to be something that kind of just sits with us over time and just rears its ugly head when we think that things are moving along quite smoothly and we're back to some form of normality and then there it is infecting one or two people at a time and expanding out and infecting hundreds and then thousands and then Hundreds or thousands of people start to lose their lives again and we're back to where we were. So how are we going to contain something as ferocious as this that we cannot see? It sits there somewhere waiting to pounce, waiting for us not to be alert or awake, but just there waiting to pounce, surprising us all and us in our ignorance, thinking that things are okay or back to normal. I wonder how we can best prepare ourselves for all of that. Whether things like social distancing will become the norm as a way of protecting ourselves. Whether we will start attending large functions or concerts or sporting events and feel safe doing so. I guess we're going to go through a period where we will start doing all those things that we have ceased doing but like doing and then we'll find that maybe the virus will return and we'll all be wondering about why we allowed ourselves to become so complacent. And then there's the argument about health versus the economy. 
which is more important, the economy and let the vulnerable die. And then there's this strange concept about herd immunity, which I don't understand because there's no such thing as herd immunity with the flu, is there? I mean, we get the flu, we can take an injection for it and be protected against it to some extent, which is still no guarantee we're not going to get it. And then, you know, we do get it and it just circles around in our community and then it goes away and then it comes back again and it goes away and then it comes back again. So it never really goes away. It's always there. I wonder whether the COVID-19 virus is, is the same. It will always be there. But it's riskier. You don't want to get it. You can suffer, most of us suffer through the flu and get out the other side feeling okay. But would that be the same way with the coronavirus? It's a deadlier disease, no doubt about that. But it's unknown as to whether we'll be able to become immune to it. Yet, there are some people who are suggesting that herd immunity is the way to go, so everybody gets it. They say 60-70% of the population get it, then you know that's a way of dealing with the virus because we'll be immune to it. And I don't even think that's guaranteed that we can become immune to it. So there's so many unknowns, so many things we don't know. Whether we'll be able to be inoculated against it is another issue. Will they find a vaccine that will work? We don't know that either. As hard as and as industrious as some organisations and, and countries are, and the fact that the whole world seems to be working on this particular problem at the moment and unable to come upon a solution... I appreciate that tests need to be done and that we need to be careful about what it is that we release to the public and that it needs to be um, tested and proved and all of that. But how long do we have to wait for that? They're saying 12 to 18 months, perhaps before we have something available to us in terms of vaccination. So there just seems to be so much that we need to consider and so much we need to think about. And one of the things I've been thinking about recently is um, is how important my family is to me and what they mean to me. How important are some of those things that I just take for granted? You know, your work and the people you might meet at work, the people that you associate with generally the football match and the sporting events that you might go to, the people you might meet there at just a community football match. So we're missing out on so many activities that we have been accustomed to be doing because they were part of normal life and no longer they're there. But in this space, we often have an opportunity to start to think about other things that are important to us to get to understand our children better, to find out what they like and they dislike, to be with them and talk to them about who you are and what's important to you, to share 
watching some of their TV shows, some things that you might not have viewed before. What sort of things are concerning your kids that you weren't aware of before? So there's a lot that we could be start to think about that perhaps we haven't been thinking about previously. And there's a lot, I guess, that we can do that is different. You know, the, the phone call to a friend whom you haven't spoken to for a while, or Skyping or Zooming somebody that you've been thinking of, or keeping in contact with relatives who live interstate or who are overseas that you don't normally speak to. It's about finding the space to be able to evaluate our world differently than the way we've evaluated it previously. So use the space. Be productive in that space. Enjoy what you have that is around you. You might be surprised what you might find. So thanks for being with me today on Kids Matter. I hope some of this makes sense to you. And I hope that you stay safe. And that you start, if you haven't already done so, Hope you start caring for others and for those people around you.